Welcome to Fireproof Your Retirement, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duel with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation, I mean, I talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the, the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael and his firm, Legacy Financial Network, to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. Do you hear that? Yes. What? Your voice? No, the clock. Tick, tock, tick, tock. Nope. You, you don't hear it, do you? In six days, you, my lucky bride, get to take her three children, two parents, in-law, to Florida. Yay. I bring it up because you know how excited the kids are right now. And while you may have a handful of negative things you could say, somewhere deep inside, you are excited and looking forward to this. But going on vacation, it takes some planning. And I know right now you're making this last push. You're doing laundry. We're talking about things to pack. The kids are getting ready. They're packing, and then we'll have to unpack because they're not going to pack the things you need them to pack. They're not even going to pack anything. I'm going to do it. Well, I know that they've started putting a stash together. We aren't even going to talk about packing anything because there's no we in the packing situation. It's me. Well, you would repack anything I pack anyhow. The point I'm making right now that you seem to be missing is that going on vacation, that planning process, that push at the last minute, the excitement, the anxiety, the stress that I can see on your face as I look at you right now. It's a lot like retirement. There's a push right before you retire. There's a nervous energy. There's an excitement. There's a nerves. There's anxiety. And you know, they're very similar. But I imagine this today. I thought, what if, for whatever reason, our flight was canceled? On that Friday. It's happened before since we like to fly out of the world's smallest airport known as Muskegon International. I think it's a great airport. I love the airport. I just, it is one of the small. They cancel flights sometimes out of here. They get a, a gnat and storm sure and they it's go. Muskegon International. No, I was making a joke. Yeah. So they get a gnat storm here and we get our flight canceled. My point to this is can you imagine the disappointment we would have? If the vacation was pushed back, postponed, altered, and yet that happens all the time in retirement because we didn't put in the proper planning, the proper, I don't know, plan B. We didn't plan for the things that could, might happen. So I want to thank everyone for joining us again today. This is Fireproof Your Retirement. I am your host, Michael Markey, with me, my beautiful wife, Vanessa Markey. Hi, everyone. Excited to be here today, as she always is. Behind the scenes, we've got producer Mitch, 
doing a fantastic job for us. And it's the show where the only blanket statement we like is that we don't like blanket statements. And our goal, our hope, is to change lives by changing the way you look at money. So we got a question in this week. It was, what is better, a 30-year mortgage or a 15-year mortgage? 30. Why? That's an You know, if you listen to Dave Ramsey, you'd say, I recommend that nobody ever take more. Why did I just make him sound like you, Sydney Sam? But he'd be like, I recommend that nobody ever take more than a 15-year mortgage. So why does everyone say that a 15 is better than a 30? Yet you answered that very confidently. Well, if you are on a budget or you don't have savings or you only have $1,000 in savings, which is not that much, by the way. Not enough. Correct. Um, if you put it on a 30-year mortgage, you can pay the 15-year amount. Mm-hmm. And then if you run into a problem, you're not stuck in that 15-year payment. Boom. Exactly. So I agree with you on this one. I <clears throat> I think that a lot of times we have to look at where the math is coming from. Where did um, some of these rules of thumb come from? come from? Let's look back. When a lot of this advice originated, we had mortgages that were double digits. They were 10, 12, 15, at, some, at one point even uh, almost at 20% on a mortgage. Now, if the mortgage interest rate was that high, then absolutely the shorter the better and the further we could make that the better. That's not the only thing that's changed though since then. Back then, I mean, by, by the way, me saying back then, probably even just 10 years ago, this was more of the norm than the abnormality that it is today. How, how do you think most people, at least using maybe our generation, how do they pay their mortgage now? Do they write a physical check out each month? No. You do what? You already have it set up on auto pay. It's almost like a requirement. I think actually we got a discount. I think we got a 0.1% discount on our interest rate by setting it up for auto pay. And I think that's a big piece to this that no one's talking about. Because if you have a, you know, it takes a lot of discipline. If the 30-year mortgage, as an example, I, I did some quick figuring as we were talking here. A $200,000 mortgage on a 30-year payment is $955 a month, assuming a 4% interest rate, which looks to be about pretty typical right now on a 30-year. I think so. I don't know. Now, if you bump that up to a 15-year mortgage, the interest rate goes down to about 3.5%, but the payment goes up to almost 14.50. I think it was 14.34. Which is about one and a half times exactly the other payment. Now, over the course of the loan on the 15-year, you'll pay just shy of $60,000 of interest. But you'll pay about 140, 145, somewhere in there of interest with the 30-year mortgage. So by quick math, people would say, well, the 15-year, even though the interest rate is really close now, that a 15-year is still above and beyond better. But then it got me thinking, wait a minute, what if we popped in the same payment on the 15-year? Now, 10 years ago, it took discipline to do this because every month you had to get out the checkbook, you had to get out the check registry, You had to write it out, dear Wells Fargo, and put the amount in. Now, it's really easy to determine one month, you know, I'm just going to pay the minimum because we got XYZ. I'm going to pay the minimum because it's Billy's birthday this month. I'm going to pay the minimum because it's Christmas. I'm going to pay the minimum because it's whatever. But it's not that way anymore. Right. If you want to pay it on a 15-year schedule, you do. You go online. That was me typing in my password. You go online, you type in your it password. It should have been more like. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> and then remark, <laughs> and then darn it. <laughs> Vanessa, what's my password? <laughs> and he, look at that one movie. Billy, what's my password? He goes, it's one, two, three, grandma, and it's time to change your pin again. <laughs> Anyhow. So now you set it up for auto payment. So if you want it to be on a 15-year mortgage, it's easy to plug that in. It doesn't take self-discipline each and every month to make sure that happens. Now, over that 15-year, so if we put in the same payment for the 15-year, but we do it on the 30-year loan, um, most loans today don't have a prepayment penalty, so we don't have to worry about that. But here's the biggest difference. You're paying at a 4% interest rate rather than 35 Right. What would you guess? How many months? How many months would you guess that it, that it will tack on to the loan by making it? 15? That, like that, by making? By doing it on that 30-year th mortgage where it's got the 4% interest rate rather than the 35 Six? Five? I shouldn't have four. made the face once you said 15. Because I, I agree with you. I think most people would think 15. It was, oh, it's still going to add. No, no, no. I, w I <clears throat> said the 15 as in if you... Pay it in a 15-year schedule. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yes, you're absolutely correct. It adds uh, four or five months. Which is no big deal. Nope. And a little bit, um, I don't have it right in front of me, but it was about 10000 I think, uh, in extra interest. Which, again, is... It's meaningful. You at, okay, so it puts you at 70000 in interest. Versus 60. 60. Yeah, I'd say it's meaningful. But you got to look yourself in the mirror on this and go, wait a minute, there, there's other things that I've made bigger mistakes on than that. And it still leaves a couple huge benefits left. We're going to talk to those or we're going to um, hit we're on those. Talk to the benefits. Well, we might. We're going <laughs> to we're going to talk about those when we come back. Mike Markey is full of information, but as you probably already know, he gets so excited to give out that information that he speaks at about 900 words per minute with gusts up to 1,300. Now's your chance to get that information at your own pace. Mike has written a book called Fireproof Your Retirement, which can be found on Amazon. It covers many of the same topics we cover during the show, including income planning, asset allocation, gifting, taxes, and much more. As you know, Mike is all about paying it forward. That is why 100% of the proceeds go to local fire departments. Once again, that's Fireproof Your Retirement by Michael Markey, which can be found on Amazon.com. Okay, and welcome back, everyone, to the second segment of Fireproof Your Retirement. It's a pleasure to be with you guys again today. I know that finance isn't everyone's favorite subject, but it's one of those things that people tend to ignore. And when you ignore it, the mistakes that are easy to make, they get compounded. So before the break, we talked about what's better, a 30-year mortgage or a 15-year mortgage. There's a lot of financial people out there who say a 15-year mortgage is always better. And we started talking about how the math was better. However, maybe you could keep the you could take the 30-year mortgage, take the same payment as the 15-year mortgage, and it would only add about five months worth of interest payments. So it wasn't a huge impact. It really wasn't a big difference. Right. But a common question I suppose you could say that we get is why not stick with the 30-year mortgage, keep your payments lower, and pay something else off like 
auto debt or any other debt, credit card debt, pay some other debt off because technically people say that mortgage is a good debt to have because it's, it's a consistent payment. Well, they say it's, it's a good debt because it's, um, it never goes up. It's tax deductible. That's the one you'll hear a lot about, that you can deduct the interest on your house. Now, this is true for families that are itemizing. If you're not itemizing, the tax deduction for mortgage interest is zero gone. So that does make some sense sometimes. And people will say, well, maybe I should refinance my house and pay off the student loans. Refinance my house and pay off the cars. Refinance my house and pay off the credit cards. There's a pro and a con to that. There's a benefit in the standpoint that, yes, now you've got a fixed interest rate. Interest rates are historically, they're low. Right. You can build that payment into your budget. But then it goes back down to consumer behaviors. If you get a $10,000 credit card debt and we just refinance your mortgage and you pay it off, I don't have a stat for this, but what's the likelihood in six months, a year, a few years? You've got that credit card back again? Highly likely because you haven't changed your spending habits. And you didn't go through any pain to really pay it off. Right. The biggest amount of pain that you went through is you might have had 10 years of your house paid off and now you just kind of tacked it back on there. But oh, well, no big deal. Well, on that extra 10000 you know, that refinance and $10,000 of uh, extra principal or extra debt, balance, whatever, loan, it adds the... It, Increases the payment by three bucks because right. it's, it's being done over 30 years. So I get the argument that maybe it's a good debt and I can deduct it if I'm itemizing. And I should take these other debts that I can't deduct. The car payment, the credit card, the right. personal loan. Right. And I should then refinance those so I can deduct them. But I don't think because of the way you're paying it off. I mean, if you can look at yourself in the mirror and go, you know what? Hey, I've been as low as low. I'm done. I'm tired of being broke. I'm not doing this again. You look at yourself and you go, and you cut the things up. There's an argument to do that. Right. But the majority of people out there just refinance and then in six months they're right back to square one because they haven't changed their lifestyle habits. And I think if you're going to make that plan, you need to have some type of person help you with that. And I think that can be the pastor or priest at your church. I do. Um, I think it could be a, a marriage counselor it can certainly be a, an advisor. Right. We joke a lot of times that in our advisory role that sometimes we almost feel more like counselors than we do advisors. But I say it that way, and, it, and you kind of looked at me funny when I said it that way, but it's because as a couple, it's not easy to hold each other accountable. Most couples, they don't want to fight. Yeah, true. Depending. <laughs> Sorry, I know a couple of people that for some reason they live to fight. <laughs> I, hasn't been a good day if there hasn't been a screaming match. I thought that was just a re- that answer was a reflection of your mood right now. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, didn't pick up your laundry this morning. Yes, I did. No, mm. I thought that I was making your voice. Anyhow, oh, okay. well, mm. here's the idea. Couples don't really want to fight. And what's one of the number one things that couples are going to fight about? Money. So why bring why would they want to bring it up? If you know that, hey, I'm going to talk to, you know, Bob tonight and I'm going to tell him that he didn't, you know, he didn't hold it. You know, he, I just saw he took out a new Capital One credit card. You know, it's going to be a fight. Right. So most people are just like, I'm just not going to deal with it anymore. Right. I'm done. You're going to ignore it. 
So you need somebody to help you with that. I'm not saying it has to be an advisor. It certainly can be. So the, the big thing here is, should we pay off other debts with the mortgage because a mortgage is a good debt? It's a yes and it's a no answer. I think for most of you are listening right now and you don't have a one-on-one relationship with some type of advisor, I'm going to say it's a, it's a no um, because most of us aren't going to have the willpower by our own means to do it. If you have a spouse who goes, well, I know I'm going to crack the whip and make sure that they do it. There's a lot of you listening that probably do have one in the relationship that's willing to take on that role. But the better question is, is it healthy? Will it be a good thing for one to have to take the role of boss and one to have to take on the role as subordinate? Probably not. No, despite what the uh, Fifty Shades of Grey may tell you, when it comes to finance, I'm not... (laughs) When it comes to finance, I'm going to recommend that we stay out of that convert, that we stay out of those roles. Work together as a team. Now we did something about a year ago, and we didn't mean to. Our loan, our mortgage, got bought out by Wells Fargo. So in the first break, the first segment, we talked about how we automate our payments, and I had put in our information, but I had forgot that I did it. We joked how I go. And do my password. Well, I plugged us in. I put us for automated payments and then forgot. And I did something unintentionally. I paid it twice. I don't know if you remember this, but it was maybe a year, year and a half ago. And you said, why did our mortgage come out twice this month? And I go, what do you mean? And we left it that way quite a while. And it was unintentional. But do you remember as we would sit and talk about how we were doing having, you know, where we're at on savings and these bills or what upcoming bills we had, we would always kind of talk about how that one, we were a payment ahead on the mortgage. Right. Do you remember how it felt? I mean, it was kind of nice because if something unexpected came up, like both children were in daycare for forever. So that went from X amount a month to three times that. Sure. It was nice knowing you had a little bit of cushion, and if you didn't have to make that mortgage payment, you could skip it sure, if need be, or only make a partial payment or something. I don't have a rational, and and we end up um, not paying it when we did some remodeling earlier this year for a month, because I think we had forgotten the impact on how it made us feel. And people don't talk enough with finance about how things make them feel. Advisors like myself, we talk a lot about the math. The math tells us the questions to ask and it will and it will answer some questions, but if all you do is talk about the math, then you can get misled. The math doesn't necessarily tell us that we should be a payment ahead because we make more um not quite, but I mean, we make almost more having it in savings than we do on our mortgage. Our interest rate right. is so low. But there was a level of stress. I mean, it, it makes no rational sense because we had we have an emergency fund. Right. It's more than funded. It's there. No rational reason it should make us feel better. Retirement can be both exciting and intimidating. At Legacy Financial Network, we have found many people fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them primarily social security. Since deciding when to file for your benefit is so important, our firm has assembled an informational packet on social security. 
If you'd like a complimentary copy, call our office at 855-LF-NETWORK or visit us at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com to learn more. All right, and welcome back for the final segment of Fireproof Your Retirement. We're thankful, we're humble that you're with us today. We've been talking about mortgages. We've been telling you reasons why a 30-year mortgage might be better than the 15. Um, you can still put it on the same 15-year schedule. You'll pay a few extra payments. It was about five or six payments. And as I thought, sat here, I'm, I'm kind of wondering if I did the math a little bit off when I said it was an extra 10 grand. Because at $1,500 a month, if you make five extra payments, that's only $7,500 and all of it is an in interest. So yeah, I don't, I, I'm a little worried about that. But nonetheless, I know we, I did double check. It was five or six extra months. So 30 years can be better than the 15 year. Put yourself on the same payment schedule. It's automated now, so you don't have to have the self-discipline to do it, but it gives us, it gives us an outlet. It gives us a backup plan that right. you can pull that payment back if need be. We talked about, is it a good thing for most people to refinance other debt into their existing or into a new mortgage? And typically that answer is probably not. I think it's okay if you've got somebody you can work with, priest, pastor, advisor, counselor, but if you don't, that's a tall order to put on husband and wife, and it puts you into roles that aren't always a healthy role to have to be in. Correct. And then last, we've gotten this question a lot. We've done a few shows now on college spending, and I know not everyone has agreed with us on our opinion that it's the kid's duty. I'm not saying that parents shouldn't help where they can. Right. But people haven't necessarily liked that we were maybe that blunt saying, kids can pay for it, take out loans. I, I've gotten this question. Should I pay more on my mortgage? I've got all my other debts paid off, but my mortgage. Should I pay off my mortgage? And I'm saving for retirement. Should I pay off my mortgage? Or should I start to save for my kids' college education? I would pay off your mortgage. Well, and let's go this direction. Use a famous line that Dave Ramsey always uses. He says, pay off your mortgage, and if you hate it, you can always go take out a new mortgage. Pay off your mortgage. And if you feel so inclined to pay for your kid's college education at that time, you could take out a new mortgage and do so. So then what's the point of paying it off? The way it makes you feel. Let's imagine this right now. Um, let's see. What, do you, what would be the average age of somebody with kids starting college? 50? Yeah, it's a child at 30, basically. So yeah. here you are, yeah, late, 40, late 40s. Maybe 50. I don't know. You've gotten your house paid off. You've been putting money aside in your own retirement accounts. You feel pretty good. Mm -hmm. Billy wants to go to college. Says, Mom, Dad, I can't go to the college that I want to go to. I don't want to have student loan debt. And you go, Son, I don't want you to have, I don't want you to start life on that footing. I don't want you to have that stress. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to pay for you. We're going to work on this together. Cause that's what a Ramsey would say. He'd say, you work together, you pick out a school you can afford. They go work 82 hours a week while they go to school. And because then you, that's healthy. And, but that's what it is. That's just called being adult. And then you pay for the, whatever they can't pay. If you had to take a mortgage out and you had gone through the blood, sweat and tear, I don't know why there'd be blood. Maybe you're a carpenter. So blood, sweat and tears to get the thing paid off. I'd be pretty teed off. It's, upset, angry. You're definitely it's gonna it's gonna add it's gonna add a level of thought that otherwise wouldn't be there. 
And if it's really important to you at that time, you're still going to do it, aren't you? Yes. But if it's not that important to you, you won't. You're going to go tell Billy to go take out that student loan. So often today, I was, I was listening to the radio, and the, one of the morning guys, he was talking about his kids going to college, and they said, what year is, it, is he or she in? And I forget. And he goes, you know, if the colleges do one thing well, I can tell you exactly what that is. And the other host said, well, what? He goes, picking a new major. Yeah, yeah, they're good at that. And they're like, you can just about, you can't maybe take your courses online, but you want to change your major, you can do it online right at home. They'll just take you step by step. All you got to do is click three boxes and you've done a new major. And added four years to your college education. And so, yeah, (laughs) you get into that role again, that role that you didn't want to be in. You get into this, I'm going to tell you what to do role that you were trying to get out of. But when it's your money, you want to be in that role because you don't want to see them waste it. I'm not saying that you're not going to give the parental advice if they're paying for it and you find out they just changed their major for a third time. But I think pay off the mortgage first. If you want to save for Billy's college education, start putting it into a Roth IRA. And the reason I say put it into a Roth IRA is because if they don't go to college, you don't. it's not locked in for college. Right. The growth is still tax-free. And you can take out of a Roth IRA prior to 59 and a half. A lot of people don't know this. Which means they'll still have access to that money if they don't go to college. You, well, but it stays in mom and dad's name. Right. It's not in Billy's name. So you're in control. If you want to buy, if Billy decides he wants to go to trade school, you can pay for it. If Billy decides he wants to start a business and you're dumb enough to pay for it, you can do it. You just call my grandparents dumb. Did I? They helped my parents. Yeah, but they went to college first. This wasn't Billy. And your dad's name is Scott, not Billy. Point is, my lovely wife, that you can use the contributions out of a Roth IRA. Because I know there's somebody listening there going, you can't touch a Roth IRA to 59 and a half. I know that, but you can touch the contributions. And then what happens? You still have that, you know, you've, you're still going to have some of those dollars later on. Right. And uh, it not only then helped you be able to help Billy, but it helped your retirement. And it didn't go to Billy. It's not in Billy's name. It's in your name. And you maintain and control. And it's not stuck in a college fund. Right. So if, if the only conversations you're getting with your advisor is the rate of return, if they're not taught, especially, by the way, this is something that hit me this week. If you're getting near retirement and you're working with somebody that says, well, I'm a retirement planner. A lot of these retirement planners, they're not talking about social security. And you've heard me say that on here before. That's not anything new. But then like a blinking Las Vegas neon sign, it like right across the face. I thought, well, wait a minute. These retirement advisors are not talking about social security. They're not even talking, but they're not also, they're not talking about Medicare. How do you talk about retirement and not talk about social security? How do you talk about retirement and not talk about Medicare, healthcare, the point at your life where you're expected to have 80%, I'm telling you right now, 80% of your lifetime medical outflow. And a retirement advisor is not going to be talking about that. 
Do they even understand how it works? Are they familiar with Medicare? Are they familiar with Social Security? Are they familiar with the way Social Security benefits can be taxed? If the answer is no, if the answer you don't even know whether they know, that's a problem. Go to one of our free workshops. You can go online. You can sign up. It's www.legacyfinancialnetwork.com. I was told earlier this week, you don't have to say www. But anyway, legacyfinancialnetwork.com. You can go on right there or call us 616 589 It's 589-4004. Um, you'll get a live person. I mean, you're not, if you call at midnight, you call during normal hours like a normal person, you're going to get a real person and they'll help you out. They'll get you signed up and you'll go to a library. We won't give you some fancy New York strip steak or chop house or any of that stuff. But you know what? We'll actually give you some pretty good information. You'll learn something. You'll have a little bit of fun doing it. I can promise you that. And you'll get a cookie. You know, I don't even like the fact we give out cookies. That's why I pick out the worst <laughs> cookies you'll ever find. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. They're from Myers. Sorry, Myers. Anyhow, till next week, we are your hosts. This has been another episode of Fireproof Your Retirement. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Retirement. For more information, contact Michael J. Markey Jr. of Legacy Financial Network. Call toll-free at 855-LF-NETWORK or online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.